Welcome to a time of refreshing. The message you're about to listen to will reform, rebuild, and restore your destiny. Now, get set to be transformed and to influence life positively. Stay tuned. you may be seated. Can I have a stool, please? Thank you. And can I have these pulpits removed? Good evening, very precious and beautiful ladies. You all look very, 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 very glowing. And I'm just honored to be here this evening to share with you from the depth of God's grace upon my life, I got born again 40 years ago. Thank you. Thank you. It's for my Bible. Excuse me. It's for my Bible. Thank you. I appreciate it. As a single lady, and I'm 56 now. Thank you. I'm the only wife of my husband. And I've been married 35 years this year. 35. And um, even the devil knows I am truly happily married. He knows. Um, my husband said to me a few weeks ago, I have only spent 34 years rehearsing how to love you. That's deep. I'm a mother of four biological children. All of them are married. Two boys, two girls. And they are happily married, thoroughly and genuinely born again. All of them got married as virgins, boys and the girls. And I have six grandchildren by God's grace. And in a few days' time, the seventh will arrive. I'm telling you all this, not for self-aggrandizement, but to let you know that God can truly raise the poor from the dust and the beggar from the dunghill and make him or her sit among princes. I didn't drop from heaven. God's grace located me. And as I begin to share my story with you, just Trust God to do more for you. It is doable. If you can conceive it, you can achieve it. I'm not here tonight to preach at you. That's why I'm not standing. I deliberately decided to sit down so that psychologically you will know that it's not a preaching session. I want to speak to you as a mother. I want to speak to you as a friend. I want to speak to you as a big sister, if you will allow me. And the next, maybe 15 minutes, God is going to use it to turn things around in your life. Amen. And you will continually be grateful for coming. Amen. I'm grateful to the Lord for Bishop KK. <laughs> I'm 
That word sounds big, but it means pastor. That's the meaning of bishop. Don't mind people that have bastardized it. Some people, they have the color, they don't have the calling. <laughs> so it means a shepherd. And bishopress, Esther. <laughs> I want to thank the two of you for inviting me to be a blessing to the people that God has trusted into your hands. I do not take it for granted at all. May the Lord honor you and do you good continually in the name of Jesus. Watch out for Pastor Mrs. Esther. She's Kumaya. She's going somewhere. There's fire in her bones. Fire. And thank you for the hospitality. It's, it's amazing. I appreciate you so much. God bless you and your husband and your children. Where I stop will be your starting points. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. And you know I'm not getting ready to stop now. So you have a lot. Where I stop will be your starting points. Yeah. The graces of God on my life will speak for you. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Celebrate her. I honor all the servants of God in the house. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Pastor Maureen, you know how much I value you. And my beautiful sisters and all of you in the house. God bless you. From the United States of Akure, we came. We really came. And, um, God bless my team in the name of Jesus. My husband sends his love. I call him many names depending on what mood. Um, if I need money, I call him BFA <laughs> to remind him that uh, he's a bishop. He sent his love. Um, this is a very, very special set of people. Young singles, mature singles, widows, maybe separated or divorced. And many times, people don't address this group of people. Maybe because they don't know what to tell them. Or it's just an oversight. And it is one of the very, very special, very, very special area of, areas of my life. So I'm really, really honored to be addressing you. I may not be telling you, open to the book of um, Zephaniah, open to the book of Habakkuk, but it's God's word I'm going to be sharing with you. Can I be free to be real with you? Thank you. I'm going to be reading some things from my notes, but I'm going to be very practical with you. The book of Isaiah chapter 54 just don't, you don't need to. He's just tell her to put on silent or airplane mode. Everybody, that's a sign. Just check your own phone too. I just did. Isaiah chapter 54, verses 4 and 5. Isaiah chapter 54, verses 4 and 5 in King James's version. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Let your amen be very loud. Amen. Neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. 
for thy maker is thy husband. Amen. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. Amen. Marriage is a blessing. Marriage is a blessing. That's my opening statement. It is a gift of God to mankind. Genesis chapter 2, beginning from verse 18. It wasn't man, it wasn't human being that initiated marriage. It was God that said, all by himself, the all-knowing God, the almighty himself, the God that is the only wise one, he said, it is not good that marriage should not be in existence. Let me institutionalize marriage. Let me found something called the family. Let me create a garden. Let me create an atmosphere where there will be love, there will be peace. It is not good if that thing does not exist. So marriage is a blessing. And it doesn't matter how the devil tries to paint it. It doesn't matter what goes on in the world now because we are actually in the end of the times and the ages and everything that Christianity stands upon will be attacked and is being attacked. Number one, honor. Christianity is a religion, quote and unquote, of honor. We have values. You go on social media, it is being attacked. And sometimes, if you, if you base your life on social media, you don't even want to honor people anymore. Unconsciously, it's just an attack of the devil. It's an end time thing. Matthew 24, the book of Daniel, have spoken to us about these things. Marriage is one of the pillars of Christianity. Marriage is honorable. And if you spend your time on social media, 20 hours out of 24 hours on social media, and you base your life and your principles and your standards on what obtains on social media, at a point you're going to be confused. Because you're going to be saying things that will make you think that you must be the wrong person. If you have a home, or you're raising your children in a good way, and you're telling them, this is right, this is right. You, begin, you get confused because you hear all sorts of things. You begin to feel that, is it really worth it to be married as a virgin because it's been attacked so much? Is it really worth it to stay in a marriage? Is divorce not better? You begin to think, is it, is it really worth it to, to have kids in the confines of marriage? Because you have baby mama and, you know, it's becoming popular. If you're not careful, what you stand on may be attacked. That's why heaven and earth may pass away, but nothing, not one. Let everybody become exposed. This word of God stands forever. And when Jesus comes, he's going to meet at least a remnant. People that have made up their minds that it doesn't matter. It may not be popular, but it does not matter. They may be misunderstood, may be misinterpreted, they may be attacked, but it does not matter. They're going to stand on the word of God. Marriage is a blessing. Refuse to be confused about it. It is a blessing. But many women are single or out of marriage. And some have become single mothers for a whole lot of reasons. Either willingly or unwillingly. 
Nobody wakes up one day and says, now that I am 19, I want to plan my life in such a way that it will, it will be a useless life. Nobody wakes up to do that. Nobody says, I want to get married now and then after three years, let the man die. Nobody wakes up and says that. So many women have become single today, willingly or unwillingly. I'm taking you on a journey and I've decided to put my thoughts into writing. Are we together? Some of these reasons include rape. Some ladies, I know of some, I've had some of their stories, were raped by armed robbers. One of the top comedians was at my meeting at Vavalua Square. And she was sharing with us how she does not even know her father. Her mother was raped and she decided not to abort. Thank God she didn't. Today she's a top notch. She's born again. She still called me a few days ago. I think she's even been here before. She's so proud of herself. She doesn't feel anyhow. I'll get to a few things today. So some women are single parents, not because they wanted to, but because of rape. Some because of failed relationships that didn't make it to the destination called marriage. They wanted to be married. A guy dated them or courted them for five years. They were really planning and all that. I know of a young man, I still spoke with him, a, I think about two weeks ago, when I really, really dealt with him. He had given his word, plans were on, the lady had her train, and then she got to the tailor who was, you know, when she went to fit, only to hear that the man just impregnated um, another person. She's eight months old, pregnant, and she still visited him two days ago. Now, if it's a mistake, that's a different thing. But she still visited. Wedding was about two weeks. And then you still visited. And she had to call it quit. So sometimes because of failed relationships, I said willingly or unwillingly. It's possible to become a single parent willingly or unwillingly. And I'm trying to analyze and outline the reasons. Sometimes because of unwanted pregnancy, you were not born again. You slept with your boyfriend and you decided not to abort. And the man tells you, I'm not ready to marry. Or the mother says, over my dead body, will you marry this one? And you decide to keep the baby. You may be a single parent because of that. I always tell young girls, and I'm privileged to talk to them, when fornication takes place, it is the woman that loses. You really lose. You lose big time. So any man that has not put a ring on your finger in terms of a wedding band. I beg of you, my daughter, zip up. Because the heart of man is desperately wicked. Not the heart of woman. <laughs> Even born again men. Once a man has slept with you, a part of you goes with that man irretrievably. That man becomes a part of your history. I'm doing some courses now. I'm in, I'm in about two classes now. Let me tell you, this is scientific. It's almost becoming a scientific fact. It's, it's, psychologists are, have really proved it, and then trying to make sure it is scientific. The person you slept with in the last 15 years, up to date, Everything about that person you partook of. Oriburuku. 
e-lock you um and it's it's scriptural oh. alex explain to you too. the psychologists have concluded that if you look at your life in the last 15 years to date whoever has ever slept with you whatever troubles them you partook of it has come when the atmosphere shows up it will show it is now a fact don't you know the bible tells us in the book of first corinthians that when you sleep with an harlot you are one sex is more than the physical i'm reading a book now i'm in class like i told you and i have a coach and i pay heavily my coach told me to read a book in fact she told me to read a particular chapter she's 36 i am 56 when we're in class she calls me by my name funke do you understand this i said yes ma'am when we step when class ends she starts calling me mommy I'm fine. I'm fine with it. If you don't follow, you cannot be followed. Yes. If you are too big to learn, forget it. If you don't read other people's books, you cannot be read. Let's leave that for, for, for another you know, time. It has not been discovered that sex... In fact, she told me one of my assignments is to read a particular chapter for 14 days. And then she said, if you miss one day, even if you're on 11th day, you go back and start all over again. I said, no, you won't trouble a 56-year-old this way. So I made sure I'm reading. It has not been discovered that there are six major powers in the world. The topmost is sex. Not money. Sex. Sex is beyond, it's just that our culture has so much made a noise about sex, we think it's just physical. Sex is power. Sex is energy. Don't give that power to just anybody that does not deserve you. Whether you're a Muslim or you're a Christian and you're here listening to me, I'm not preaching to you. I'm discussing life with you. You, that power is yours. Don't give it to a man that does not deserve it. Marriage does not change people. Marriage only amplifies what is inside people. Just like money. The best you can get from a man is when you are yet to be married to him. When the man is pursuing you. Men are project driven. That's the way God made them. So when the man is running after you, it's because you are the next project. Once he catches you, you are married. You'll be the one saying, you've not even said, I love you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. I have a meeting with MTA. Because in the book of Genesis chapter 2, when God, in fact from chapter 1, God created a garden and put the man in there to dress and to keep it. A man opened his eyes and found out job. A man defines himself by his job. Who are you? I am the senior pastor. Of, that's a man. A woman woke up and found relationship. She had, wow, this is the bone of my bone. And the flesh of my flesh. Till tomorrow, 
A woman is affected by what she hears. When you meet a woman and you say, you are beautiful, you say, thank you. She's thinking. Three hours after, she's still thinking, I'm beautiful. She will check herself out in the mirror. A man is not bothered by that. That is where you notice that there are about five or seven ways in which a woman is different from a man. Women flock. To get a meeting like this for men, you will need prayer and fasting. <laughs> they don't flock. You can never hear a man say, can you send me a toilet? Follow me to the toilet. No. What for? A woman will say, Eja Loto. She's the one that wants to, let's go and be. <laughs> and automatically, pee will start to avoid everybody. That's the way we are created. We are relational. When somebody's not greeting you very well as a woman, you feel foul. They say, you forget about it, forget. It's not easy for you because you are a woman. Just like sex. Your life as a woman is not departmentalized. Everything is connected. When you went secondary school, somebody looked at you and called you fatty bumbo, it will take ages for you to forget. Somebody looked at you as we were walking out of class and called you parallelogram. <laughs> you will be looking for how to pad your bonbon. Women are affected by what they hear. Men are affected by what they see. So, you have power, the power of sex. You cannot afford to cheapen it. Whether you're a Muslim or you're a traditionalist or whatever. You give it, you have given it. Once a man has gotten to that, he has seen everything about you. If the man is born again and he has the fear of God, he may not tell you, but he will be managing it. Managing his life. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to hell. I plead the blood of Jesus upon my eyes. And in fact, if you are married to a man of God, they are the most tempted. They have access to all shapes, all colors, all shapes. Men are natural hunters. There's nothing you can do about it. They are driving, they are just their mirrors. They look, they drop their offering, but they are looking. In church, they look. That's why you must Jezebel proof your husband. Prayer, cover your husband. Delilah, proof him. And satisfy him sexually. I remember I'm still talking to the singles. Yes. Some are single today because of unwanted pregnancy. Some because of the death of a spouse. When a spouse dies, a woman or a man goes through five major changes or stages. No woman wishes to lose her spouse. I decided to say woman because men, they move on easily. I know we are being recorded. Uh, I know we are being watched, but I think I can say this. I was in the U.S. when Pastor Kumuyi's wife died. And, no, well, I wasn't in the U.S. I traveled after, maybe a few months. And then we were talking about men of God whose wives have died. We are talking about women and all that. And my daughter stood up and vowed. The only person I know that can never remarry is Pastor Kumuyi. That man. I love him. His holiness is this, is that. And I began to teach her that he may be a man of God, but he's first a man, then of God. Yes. 
He may be teaching holiness. Yes, and that's what he lives. I've been following him for years, for over 30 years. And he's one of the very rare men that we have in the kingdom. I said he's going to be married. My daughter said it's not possible. He will never remarry. I said he's a man. If it was the other way around, his wife may never remarry. But he's a man. We got back to Nigeria two weeks. Pastor Kumi, you got married. I called my daughter. I said, did I not tell you? Is it not better for him than to be sinning? That's the way they are made. When a woman loses her husband, she will say, I will never remarry. I have one clothes. I will never wear rags. While the woman is burying the man, say, I vow. I'm standing before the grave now. No man will ever swear. <laughs> never. You can never read it in a book. Swear of our word. The man is already thinking, let this morning period be over. That's the way they are made. It's not their fault. The threshold of a woman's pain is higher than that of a man. That's why you must be careful and don't just say anything. And in case you've said anything, you said it out of pains. The Bible encourages you to, be, to remarry. A woman can become a single parent because of the death of a spouse. When a spouse dies, in case you're a widow here, you go through five stages. The first stage is the stage of shock. Mm -hmm. Shock. Your head, whether it was an accident or you, you, you tried, he was ill for one year, it does not matter. You keep hoping and hoping and hoping because your life revolves around that man. You are a woman. That's the way you are made. It's not your fault. You think about him more than he thinks about you. He changed your status. He gave you motherhood. If you're a pastor's wife, he, he made you to become a first lady. Your life, there are privileges attached to your being his wife. So it's your world that is crashing. Shock is the first stage. I don't have the time to go into all that because I'm a therapist. The second stage is denial. After you are Sometimes it overlaps. Hmm. Denial. He traveled. Uh -uh, he traveled. He will soon be back, I'm sure. When you hear a knock, you think he's back. Sometimes you will hear, don't bury him. Don't bury him. I'm still trusting the Lord. It is not a good place to be. That's why when you have widows around you, you must do your best to treat them well. They, they have no human words to explain what they go through. Sometimes they might slap you, don't worry. Rub it on your body. It's not their fault. Particularly young widows. And aged widows. That is the only disadvantage of marriage, of a good marriage. When you are very close, one man, one couple, in the city where I live, Baba died in the morning, Mama died in the evening. At 90 something. There's, there was no way they could survive. 
when my, when my father died, I knew my mother would not last five years. I knew it. That was the only friend. They were married for 48 years. They were too close. So treat widows very well. Very, very well. The pain cannot be explained. You know that scripture that I read out to you, say, I remove the, the reproach of your widowhood. There are, there are insults that come their way from insensitive people. I have a ministry to them. I cry with them. I pray with them. I stand by them. I understand. I know it when their days are blue. I know it. He's a calling. And I'm grateful to God for that. Excuse me, excuse me. What are you asking my husband? Excuse me, please. Don't ever bring beans to this house again. My husband does not need your beans. I've seen situations. You have to be very, very sensitive and treat them very well. May you not experience it. Amen. And in case you have experienced it, there is hope for you. Amen. I don't know how many more minutes I have, but um, I'm still at the introduction. But <laughs> is that okay, please? I'm sorry. And then from shock, you go to get to denial. From denial, you get to grief. So when people say, don't cry, I say, leave her. What do you want to kill her? Let her cry. It's part of healing. It's not even just widows. If you lose a loved one, you also go through this. Or adultery. You go through these stages too. Shock, denial, then grief. Cry if you must cry. But don't make um, tears your food for health reasons. And if you have children, so... You don't cause another problem for those children. And from that stage, you move on to healing stage. There may not be a bank, but you just suddenly look back and say, ah, I, I laughed. Am I the person that can still laugh like this? Ah, I even wore makeup last Sunday. Hey, you look and say, how did I pass through that stage? It's healing. That's the way God has ordained it. You too, you can eat. You say, ah, when that thing happened, ah, it was the darkest moment. Real dark moment. And then, finally, you get to restoration. After some time, it starts flashing into your mind. Shall I remarry? No, 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 no. I bind you, Satan. I bind you, Satan. Can I fall in love again? Can that man be like my husband? You have forgotten that there's no perfect man anywhere. That a, a stage of your life ended. And you can't afford to compare. If Ruth were to be comparing Boaz with her husband, she wouldn't. There will be something in this new man that may not be in the other man. So, divorce. I'm telling reasons why people become single mothers, single parents. Divorce. No marriage breaks overnight. Every marriage that will break will go through seven stages. I'm not talking to marriage people, so I won't go into that tonight. Seven solid stages. Divorce is the final stage. It's stage seven. It's the final stage. A person can become a single parent just because of that. And shockingly, plain ignorance. That's where baby mama comes in. 
reasons why people become single mothers. And because we are living in the last days, like I mentioned, and these are times where the values that preserved our culture are changing negatively. And we, we can see its adverse effects on the society. Statistics have shown that a higher percentage of children raised by single parents do not turn out well. Whether it's spiritual and it's gradually becoming statistical. Children raised by single mothers always don't turn out well. Just like the statistics have now proven to us that pastor's children hardly turn out well. That's statistics now. I had a conference some time ago for pastor's children. I even wrote a book for them. I had to be apologizing to them. Many pastor's children no longer want to serve God because God stole their parents from them. Choir practice, counseling, this one. When last did daddy do school runs? When last did daddy listen? When last did mommy? Mommy is there preaching. Her billboards everywhere. When our kids were young, my husband and I chose not to travel. I did not accept invitations. I refused. I put my career on hold. I've not had the first house help in my life. You may not be able to do that because the times have changed. My last born is 28. I did, I refused. I decided to raise my kids by myself. By myself. It wasn't easy, but it was a choice. And I'm glad that we made that choice. Thursday evening, my husband and I never went out. We were home for hours, pouring into those children. Four little things. We, it, I did a crash program. It was rush, 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 sharp, 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 you know. Boy, girl, boy, girl. We were there. They could ask us any question from virginity to menses to pregnancy to rape to anything. Anything. Some, I'm, I'll be shy. I'll tell my husband, Daddy will answer. My husband will say, How will I know that one now? What do I know about menses? Explain now. And we never said, You know that, you know, women's private parts. No, we called it by the name vagina, penis. Because no Sunday school teacher can help you raise your child. No. No church can help you raise your child. No child is sent to you. Children are sent through you. And the generation of your children will either curse you or bless you. I didn't want partial success. Even though I didn't understand that God would be taking me to this height. But I just knew on my inside that my generation must bless me. I was lost in their world. I will beat them. I will preach to them. I will pray 2 a.m. every single day. I'll go to my children's room to anoint them. When they were young, every, I took it as a ministry. And the devil knows that God helped us to win in that area. To God alone be all the glory. Because Paul may plant, Apollos may water. I thank God that God did not allow us to labor in vain. Hmm. Times are changing. It's a reason why God instituted marriage and ultimately the family as a unit. When we break that order, things become disorderly. 
in our world. If you're a single lady, you can avoid certain mistakes by learning from this teaching. But for the other categories, for whatever reasons you have become single again, either by divorce, separation, abandonment, widowhood, or whatever, the deed has been done, and you must move on with your life and make something beautiful with whatever is left of it. There's one lady I want to look at from the Bible. I have 11 things I want to tell you about her. If I don't have the time, then wherever I get to, I just need a timer. And her name is Hagar. Or Hagar, whatever you call her, H-A-G-A-R. I'm sure some of you are saying, who, who is that? She's in the Bible. She was Sarah's house help. She's the one I want to talk about. Her story is found in the book of Genesis chapter 16. You might want to read it when you get home. From verse number 1 to verse 16. And chapter 21 from verse 9 to 21. Hagar. There are two categories of people in the Bible. The good and the bad. Most times we celebrate and learn from only the good ones. While we neglect everything that has to do with the bad ones. But it ought not to be so. Every life, including that of the devil, is an example to learn from. If not for anything, we should learn why they failed. So that we can avoid their mistakes. But we can apply the strategies that worked for them. Because there were instances in the scriptures where the people we call bad were victorious. And we can also learn from them. I've been looking at a very silent and unusual story tonight of a woman called Hagar. Hagar's side of the story is one that is very silent in the Bible. Hagar was a woman who was not really recognized. And even when her name is mentioned, we just pass over it quickly. But she played a significant role in the life of Abraham. The story of Hagar begins with her being a helper. You know, we're talking about help for the help, helper. Only with the chores in Sarah's home. But because Sarah bore Abraham no children, Sarah decided to extend the scope of Hagar's help to grow her own family. So we want to look at Hagar's life first as a single unmarried woman that ended up as a second wife and later as a divorcee sent away with her son to become a single mother. Everything is in her life. She was first a single lady and then she became pregnant. Became a second wife. Became a divorcee. Sent away with her son. And she became a single parent. Her life covers everything except widowhood. But we can also look at her life like that of a widow because her husband did not feature in her life. Hey guys, the one I'm presenting to you tonight. Let's look at these three things first. Three good things to learn from Hagar's life. Number one, Abraham was called father 
for the first time in his life because of Hagar. Was it last year? God told me to study the lives of women that didn't finish well. And the first person I studied was Jezebel. That woman taught me 10 major lessons. Sometimes when you see bad people, learn from them. So the first good thing we see in Hagar's life is this. The first time Abraham would be called a father was because of Hagar. So who told you that your situation is so bad there is no good thing that can come out of it? Let people talk about Hagar. Even me as a person. The first time I went to Israel, I prayed and prayed and prayed. When I got to Mount Moriah, I held on to the barbed wire. I said, hey, see what, what Sarah cost. I held on to the whatever of the mosque. There's a big mosque on it now. Ha, see this mistake when I'm done. No, Jesus' name, my mistake. Every Hagar in my life. I will not use my own hand to open the door for Hagar. When you hear Hagar, Hagar, you hiss. You don't even want anything around her. Who told you that your situation is so bad? Yeah. You've dated 15 boys. You've been divorced three times. You're a single parent and you've been a single parent for 16 years. Which man will marry you? See me. See the. Look at Hagar. We still saw three good things from her life. She was the one that made Abraham to be called a father for the first time. Genesis 16, 15 to 16. She gave Abraham his first child, even though Ishmael was not the covenant child promised by God. You may not have succeeded in being a wife, either because death cut your marriage short, or denial of the child by the father, abandonment, divorce, etc. But you have succeeded in being someone's mother. There are five kinds of children that every woman has. Or every, every woman can have. Biological children, these are the children you gave birth to or you will give birth to. Natural children, these are the children that your children will marry. Spiritual children, if you're born again, you're supposed to bear fruit according to John chapter 15. Adopted children, some people have even adopted you, you don't even know. One young man walked up to me some time ago and we were at a meeting. He just whispered to my ears. Everybody thought he wanted to make a suggestion that he didn't want everybody to hear. He just whispered to my ear and said, Mom, you are the reason why myself, my family, my wife, my children, my brothers and sisters and my mother are serving the Lord. Please don't do anything stupid. If you do, we will backslide and go to hell. That can never leave me. Even when you don't adopt them, they might have adopted you. They want to dance the way you dance. They just like you. When people say, I listen to you on YouTube. Hey, God, what did I say? I'm wondering, what did I say? I hope I didn't, you know. I'm human. So I say, ah, you appeared to me and they just, hey. I hope the devil didn't say, you know, and others. You have adopted children, but you know the last one, destiny children. People whose, whose lives are tied to your apron. People who have decided that you are the reason they are living. If you fall, they will cry. If you make it, they will rejoice. 
So days when you don't want to go on, you remember your destiny, children. <sighs> you ask God for grace and for strength. It may be your relation. They may not be your relation. People that God has sent you to. I don't know how many number, how many ladies have passed through my hands from that my small house and gotten married today. You don't know. Whoever you are affecting, that's your destiny, child. And don't wait till you have biological or natural children before you start having destiny children. Please, don't wait. Number two. Hey, guy, good things to learn from her as a single person. She cried to God when she found herself in trouble. She cried to God. And I'm challenging you today. Stop calling on the phone before you call on the throne. When there's a situation, the first thing, hey, where's my phone? My phone, mommy, mommy. Call on God first. Call on him first. When I get to any lounge in this world, the first place I go to is the bathroom. I want to go and thank God. I look for the big one, the one for disabled. I lie down. God, how did I get here? Some of my mates don't even have passports. I'm so grateful unto you, Lord. Thank you. Call on the throne before you call on the phone. Some of you, I posted something recently on Instagram. I think that was the last post. Seven ways by which you can cheat your, on your spouse. And one of them is spending more time with your phone than with your spouse. Some of you, phone, phone, phone. Last thing before you go to bed. First thing in the morning before you talk to God. Even in the middle of the night, when you want to go and pee, you quickly pick it. Instagram. When did you become like this? Last, last, you'll be all right. <laughs> My daughter said that. I just wanted you to laugh. When? When did you become this? Some of you, your phones, you put them under your pillows to sleep. Your phone, when you wake up, one masquerade is pursuing you. It's phone, 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 phone. And you carry that habit to marriage. They have also discovered now that the older your marriage is, the more likely it can break. It was the other way around before. In fact, when we're getting married, they were canceling with us. Once you skip seven years, oh, you haven't done better. Now, 22-year-old marriages are breaking. Irreconciliable differences. Even pastors' marriages, bishops, imams. 34 years of marriage, and then you're thinking you want to you see what life is becoming? Little, 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 little things. Little things. She called on God when she was in trouble. Some of you, you've told your story, your past to friends. You meet a young man, once the man is trying to like you, you download everything. The Bible says even a fool, when he keeps quiet, is considered wise. You don't need to tell Say, but I want, I'm sure he will marry me. Excuse me. That does not mean you, should must, you must give graphic details. No man will ever want to marry you. Uh, excuse me, more bad. I used to be bad. Eh? I slept with commissioner. I said, I said, the man said, really? See you next year. He's gone. It's a place for wisdom. Should I hide the truth? No, but there's a way. She cried unto God. 
though she did not start with God, somewhere along the line in her life, she cried out to God. It takes the one who cries out to be heard and helped. No matter the category you are in, illegal means of livelihood are not excuses because you cannot meet your financial needs. So you're dating one alhaji. You're dating one pastor that is married. You're dating somebody somewhere, your boss, because you need to buy a wig and shoe and bag. And men talk. Did that girl, oh, she's useless. My daughter was telling me that one day they were at a function and on their table, there were about 12 or so, and one young boy just said, ah, all the girls on this table have slept with you except Oluwa Tomi. And her husband was there. Her husband was so proud of her. The boy said, I've slept with all of you at a function. And he was bragging. The head usher in our church, we were mates in school. When he joined the ministry, one day it occurred to me, if he had slept with me, then went to school, what will happen to him? Because you don't know where God is taking you. You don't know who you will marry. Maybe you're still going to the government house and then the head of protocol will not be your former brand. Madam, first lady, three million. <laughs> three million. You have to be servicing and servicing. May God preserve your destiny. Hagar did not take the easy way out. She cried out to God when she needed help. The widow whose son were about to be taken in 2 Kings chapter 4, she also cried out, help! I'm a helper, but I need help. Number three. Hagar single-handedly raised Ishmael to become a success. She single-handedly. So if you're a widow here, or you're a single parent, you're the one I'm talking to now. Don't sit down all day bewailing your situation. Wipe your tears. The reality is, it has happened. Wipe your tears. If you need to sell your last wrapper, go ahead. Raise these kids. These kids will be your certificates tomorrow. These children, if you nurture them, they will nourish you tomorrow. In, let them imbibe values, spiritual values, financial values, moral values, societal values, respect. Don't say, I'm a single parent. You know, I'm a widow. It's not easy with three children. Let it be easy. Make up your mind that your children will not suffer. Your children will not become Eli and Hophini. Your children will not become useless. Beat them where you should beat them. Eye them where you should eye them. Protect them. All this sleeping over. Do your best to reduce it. Know your children's friends. You've suffered too much, madam. These children are your only properties now. You cannot afford to let them miss it. Befriend them. Speak to them. Spend time with them. No matter who you are, let them sit down. No matter their ages, speak to them. Speak the Bible and speak life to them. Explain things to them. Teach them about respect. How to respect the policeman. 
Teach them that you cannot afford to have everything you want in life. That's the way God has you know, arranged it. Let them know that they should be content. They should be satisfied. You to live your life and your size per time. Don't let one man come in through the front door. Another man goes out through the door. While your children are, and you tell, tell them, I'm not at home. I'm not at home. Your children don't, they don't know whether it's chief or allergy or pastor. Because don't be a free woman. In my village, they call them anima shaun. Person that has and, and doesn't uh, hold it. Then let people be sleeping with you because they think you're a free person. Keep your dignity. Keep it. Thy maker is thy husband. Every time you are told, call him, my husband, oh, provide, send help. Call God your husband. In fact, you are in a better position to call God your husband as a single parent. But please, don't let your children become spoiled. You beat your child, the child beats you back. It's not a great line. Say, it's just two. You beat your child, say, yeah, like your father. No. Bring the shoulders down. Insist. When you send those children on errand, bless them. Bless them. The narratives concerning single parenting may be negative and widows or divorcees may not be making it all around. But you can choose to change that with the help of God. Ishmael as an individual is the person I'm talking about, not Islam. I'm talking about that boy. He became a success. And it was the mother that raised him. We still have a few moments. Okay. So we want to look at the other side of Hagar. Mm. Mm, number one. I've told you the good things. So let's look at this one. Number one. Hagar was an Egyptian. Genesis chapter 16 verse 1. What does that mean? She did not have a relationship, a solid relationship with the Lord. Egyptians were idol worshippers at that time. And that means I don't want to assume that you are here tonight and that because you are inside a church, you are born again. To simplify your life, you need to give your heart to Jesus. You need to have a solid personal relationship with the Lord. There are people that when you cry over their shoulders over and over, after some time they begin to avoid you. They are tired of you but not Jesus. You need to give your hearts to Jesus. And when we're praying, I'll be leading some of you to the Lord. Because if you are not saved, you are not safe. The second thing, I'm talking to singles, mature singles, widows, separated, divorced, young singles. All these things apply to you. Number two, things you must avoid. Hey guys, settled for less when she could be more. She settled for less when she could be more. The Bible says in Genesis 16 verse 3, and Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar her maid. Two women. One was a wife, the other was a maid. Choose what you want to become. Defy the society. Till tomorrow, I will be one of the most criticized women. Because I'm treading on... <laughs> And on common ground, 
In Africa, a woman is supposed to be seen if she's seen, but never heard. So how come you're, you're shouting that women should be this, women should be that? But I don't give a damn. Being a woman should not be a crime. No. Every woman should have equal rights with her male counterparts. That's why I believe God has raised me to pour into women. Don't just be a maid. Refuse. Sarah didn't have two heads. But she was a maid. He said, but maybe she didn't have a choice. It's a, lie. a choice is a lie. We'll get there very soon. Hmm. Sarah was the wife. And she was the one in charge of the home. But her guy was the maid. She was not the desirable first choice of Abraham. She was an alternative choice. When you see a married man as a single person toasting you, it is wrong. That man will never marry you. When the man is promising you, I will don't worry. That, that old hag in my house, I will send her out. It's a lie. He's too committed. His father prostrated for, for the girl's father. The father's, the, the girl's uncle is the one sponsoring the house they are building. He won't tell you all those stories. That job that where he met you, it was the cousin, the girl's cousin that got it. They are, they've gone too far. They have three children. They have investments. Divorce is not easy. So don't mind the liar. Don't worry, he doesn't satisfy me sexually. You, you always take me to the... The man is just using you. You are an alternative plan. You are not even plan B. If he tells you that the only sugar is a lie, he has other five cubes. Any man that can marry another wife can marry ten. That's why as a woman, that's the call of my message to you ladies. Young, mature, widows, separated, live for something. It is in Africa that when a man dies, the woman is finished. And that is the narrative I believe God is raising people like men and other women to change. It is not every wife they can come and they can tell to come and do some traditional whatever. They will size you up first. It's not every woman that they will scrape the head. It's not every woman they will come to the house and scatter everything and send her out with the children. No. This is what I'm crying and telling you women. You cannot afford to be an alternative plan. Better stay single for life than become a useless side chick. That the man cannot proudly present to the world. He must tell lies to get to sneak out of the house to come and meet you where he, he got for you, the three-bedroom apartment. He must tell his wife lies that he's traveling to Abuja just to be able to spend the night with you. Which woman doesn't want her husband 24-7? And you have to share that man. That's not for you. Maybe one woman is here, one lady is here. Stop that relationship. Cut it. That's the reason why your own has not appeared. Life is not governed by miracles. It is governed by principles. And one of the greatest principles, very, although she's poor but very humble, what else will the poor person be? No voice. Hey, guy. Go and sleep with daddy. Yes, more. She didn't protest. 
Daddy too didn't protest. Maybe daddy had been eyeing her. Yes, mom. Hey, guy, get out of this house. Yes, mom. She did not have anything. You fight with what you have. One woman said to me, she met me on the plane. She said, this is a day, you may not know me. But let me tell you something. Even if you stop preaching now because some people criticized you, it's too late. Some of us have caught the fire. She said, look at me now. Can a man, can a man drive me out? She said, as I speak to you now on this flight, my, wife, my, my friend is in the mortuary because her husband walked out. She said, which man will walk out now and I will die? I'm quoting that lady. She said, as I talk to you now, you have put too much fire on us inside us as women. She said, I have 10 cars in my garage. She said, if the man says, get out of this house with the children, she said, and they ask the children, who will you follow? The children will say, we'll follow mommy. <laughs> she said, so it's not rebellion you are teaching. You are teaching women to have sense. You've suffered too much. African women have suffered too much. Too much. Just because you're a woman, just because a man has pennies. That's it. Just like this um, Nigerian police, just because of that, they are gone. Stop! Park! Leave the gun. Let's face <laughs> I will beat you. I've never beaten a woman in my life. It's men. I used to be very rascally. So I just say, if not for this gun. I might get this man. You know we have to hold now when you want to fight with him. <laughs> Don't stream that one. <laughs> mm. So what are we talking about? Just because a man has pennies, something between his legs, that's the reason why he's superior. Even among your children, that's the way you treat them. The boys are beginning to feel, I know these are not married people, but some of you because, you know, we're talking to single parents, at the age of 30-something, you have children. And you are the only one cooking. And cooking and laboring. Madam, something is wrong, go. Your child will be in the room. Your child will now put something on... on, on you know, I don't know what they call that thing. You will now be calling. Gabriel. Gabriel, I'm calling you. Gabriel. Come on, food is ready. Madam, you have trouble. A child cannot clean his room. Everywhere is scattered. Teddy bear here. That one there. This one there. Your house self will do all the cooking. Your girl cannot prepare ordinary pap. There will be bomb inside. And say you are raising children. If your child cannot do anything, she's three, she's four, she's five. Let her sit down. Where you are. Give her Maggie, let her open it. Let her open it. Let your children pack their plates when they finish eating. Teach them to close their mouths when they are eating. All these things. Their spouses will thank you later. If you do these things, well, have your own. Stretch your two hands. The God that lifted my head will give you your own. Amen. You will not beg for bread. Amen. You will not be at the mercy of anybody. Amen. You will prosper. Amen. God will give you divine ideas. 
and your mates will not leave you behind. In Jesus' name. Touch your body with that sense. Hug yourself with a blessing. All of them care you are blessed. Blessed. More blessed than your mates. Number six. Nineteen more minutes. I'll be, I'll be done now. Hagar was cut off from her people. Her helpers. She did not build meaningful relationships. No single person showed up for the wedding ceremony. There was no one to speak for her when she was being sent away. Ah, uh -uh. Mrs. Abraham, why would you send this girl away? She has served you. Nobody spoke for her. Nobody. I told one young lady, I thank God, I did Thanksgiving the day she left the church. One day I said to her, This is your mouth. There's nobody you cannot abuse. I said, One day you're going to abuse a corpse. The cops will stand up, slap you, and go back. And there are singles like that. Because of what you are going through, because you are a young single, or you are a mature single, or you are a widow, there's nobody you cannot abuse. Transferred aggression. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Even people that mean well for you, you'll abuse them. You're so edgy. You're so unfriendly. You hardly laugh. You hardly smile. Did you, there will be trouble. There will be nobody. I read a scripture recently. It changed my perspective about help. You need people. You need people. And he that will have a friend must show himself to be friendly. You talk to people anyhow. You're so proud. You're not gracious. You are the head usher or you are an usher. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Calling people. Come and sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down there. Sit down there. Somebody said, hey, shh. Abba, be friendly. Somebody said, I don't want to appear cheap. Or because you've been hurt before, so you now close your eyes so that bad people can pass. When good people pass, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Life is about that. Let me tell you stories of heart. If not for heaven, there are people you should not forgive. I'm telling you. Sometimes you just shed tears. You say, ah, human beings. You move on again. It's your threshing floor. That's where the anointing is being pressed out. That's your wine place. Please be friendly. I'm not saying you should be loose, but please be friendly. Nobody defended her. Thank God that God spoke. Even when God spoke, you know God told her to go and submit. Nobody. She didn't build relationships. Ooh. Number seven, she was a helper for the wrong reason. As a woman, you are made to be a helper, but don't be a helper for the wrong reason. The, man, the wife doesn't listen to him at home. So it's me he has. He pours his heart to me. We pray together. Pray together. When I hold his hand, I pray for him. <laughs> if, you want to, if you don't want to go to Abuja, don't board night bus. <laughs> Please don't start. And somebody says, is it wrong to kiss when you are dating? Mm. Ah, it's not wrong. But tell me how you can kiss and there will not be erection. And when there is erection, 
There must be destination. <laughs> so don't price what you don't want to buy in the markets. Stay clean. Number eight, Sean Pride. When she became pregnant, I can preach a whole message on that too. Because some people, the people that helped them, hmm, they have now changed. They have become madame now. So when she discovered that she was pregnant, her madame doesn't have what she has. She started her pomposity. She had forgotten that every woman is a bee. B-E-E. She can produce honey, but she can also sting. Sarah, as fantastic as she was, <laughs> Hagar had forgotten. I said, when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled. People that have helped you in life, don't become rude to them. One woman gave me two loaves of bread in 1985. She cannot finish eating it. Since that time, she has been funny. She has been this, she has been that, but I've chosen. Ah, when God began to lift my head, she became so jealous, so envious, so... But I cannot forget the two loaves of bread. I can't forget. It doesn't matter even if the person turns evil. You make up your mind. You've blessed me before. You've helped me before. Was it not Sarah that made her to become a mother? And then she was now rude to Sarah. Thank God that Sarah too, even though she was quiet and she was calling her husband, Lord, Lord. If that was what he guy saw and thought of this one, she doesn't know. This one that can share her husband. When Sarah showed her true color, for her to have fled, there's, there must be there is a way Sarah must have dealt with her. She didn't go to demand to complain. She fled, as in fleeing. Ah, and you know, women, when we have small power like this, when a woman carries out her handbag here, and she appears as like a female bosses. Come on, ah, ah. Number nine, when she fled, she had nowhere to run to but the wilderness. Singles. Even as a maid, it is possible to plan your life so as not to die as a maid. You can change the narratives around you and about you. When she was chased away, she had nowhere to run to. Nothing to call her own. Even the food and the water she had came from Abraham. This is the thing I've been telling women. In case the man dies, in case the boy says no more, in case something happens, where will you run to? Stop eating with ten fingers. Stop wearing as wig the cement you should use to build your house. Some of you have dresses in your wardrobe that you have not worn this year. You've not worn. And you continue to buy. When you get to Primark in London like this, ah, they know you. When you get to America, ah, <laughs> shoes, bags. Madam, who says you cannot own a plot of land, even in your village? One woman in Akure City bought her, her land for 500 naira, empty and showed up two years ago. Bought it for 2 million. 500 naira, 2 million. We had one like that too. When MTN showed up to put their mask, Mother and I, we have not recovered from what they paid us. We have not recovered. And when we were buying the land, it looked inside the bush. That's why they call them landlord. If you don't have a land, you are not a lord. 
You are 30. Get a land. Call your parents that you need a land. He says, in the village, in the bush, it doesn't matter. Fence it. Let the man that wants to marry you meet you well. That is why his junior brother that, that failed school starts or has three and a half credits, Yoruba, Igbo language, Hausa, and uh, religious knowledge, <laughs> physical education. While you are watching the TV, the man is changing the channel. Changing. So I want to watch African Magic Igbo. Say, but I'm watching BBC. It's my brother's house. Because the boy saw that you didn't bring any television when you were coming. Even in my kitchen, I have TV. I have AC. My kitchen. So which, which junior brother-in-law will come and be flipping in my house? When she was chased away, she had nowhere but the wilderness. In case life chases you, where will you go? If you lose your job, God forbid, where will you run to? If that relationship breaks, if that man walks out, Christian men also walk out. It's not just about widows now. I handle cases. If the man walks out, the next three months, what will happen to you? Let me shock you. You know, I have a home for abused women. We have a criminologist. We have our staff. One lady, the husband, when there's a misunderstanding, the man will say, you goat, you pig. Kneel down there. She will kneel down. Close your eyes. Raise your two hands up. True life story. I have a home. You don't want to hear these stories. Just face the wall. With three children. She said after 15 minutes, the man will say, stand up, you pig. Get to the kitchen. Fix something for me. Put it on the table and go and clean up. I'll meet you in the room. So, she was asked during the interview, so why didn't you leave? And when Mr. Dejuman says, if you don't have one million, that's one million that she even told you about is not enough. Because out of it, you will get a house. If the man chases you out, in case you need a car, can you get from that one million? And they want to kill her. If he sends you out with the children, where will you get money to pay school? She said, I have nothing. That's why she's in that abusive relationship. Some of them, if you see, if you see this place, they are beating them with hot steering rod. If you see them, I have a home for them. One is married to a couple, a cripple. The man will break bottle to wound her with two kids. I carried the cripple. And you know handicapped people, that's their challenge. When they are angry, they have this strength from the devil. In fact, my husband had to come to the home and said, I want to see that woman whose husband is a cripple. Beat her! Why are you in that relationship? I don't have anything. You know what I first did for her? I sent her to go and learn tailoring. Then I added bead making. Then I added cake. So that by the time she leaves my house, my, my home, at least let her have something that cannot be taken. Woman, have something. If Jesus tarries in 50 years time, in 100 years time, you will remember that one phone carefully said that you lived that told women to have their own. A 
a Pharaoh that does not know Joseph may reign. Someone that is not female friendly may get to power all around the world. And you can tell now, I'm happy that women are rising. Women are rising. They are getting the message. It's okay for me to have taken the heat for you. It's fine. I'm grateful that God counted me worthy. But I will have suffered in vain if you still suffer. If you are still in a marriage that you cannot feed yourself. You cannot decide that you want to go to Dubai until your husband shows you mercy. <laughs> By sleeping with you, in your anus, in your mouth, in your say, until are you ready? Or can you bring your friend? Let him, let her sleep here, I sleep here. Because you need to buy a ticket to Dubai. I'm telling you what is going on. There is something wealth does for you. Gives you confidence. He said, excuse me. The man raises his hand, then he remembers. He said, we should not let the devil be dealing with us in this. <laughs> he remembers who you are. Because now, it is no longer, you are getting out of this house, my house. This is our house now. We put the money together to get the mortgage. But if your money is not there, it's his house. Women are leaving, no. If you are low, if you are still in that school, you are the only one remaining in that class. We have left. Women are making meaning with their own lives to sell wig. Do you see wig? When a woman comes into the house now, next minute she comes, she has changed. Where is the woman that first came? It was long. Now it is weave on. It is. Go and sell. They are buying it, so sell. You know how much this one costs? Sell something. Sell lipstick. Think. Do. As I stand before you, I sell palm oil. <laughs> Apart from spiritual books. <laughs> Mazan and I sell fertilizer. We sell chicken, sell egg. We sell water. Huh? Can you not drink, will you, will you not drink water? <laughs> Think, have something. If you are broke, it is a sin. With the way you are serving God, how can you be broke? Ye shall serve the Lord thy God, and he shall bless. He shall bless thy bread and thy water. He shall take away sickness from the... The people that came with me, they were running after me today. When we were coming, I am as fit as 56. You are 33. To even run. What? What? You shall serve the Lord. I can't be serving God like this and be sick. I can't be serving God like this and be broke. You sing in the choir. You run to carry your pastor's Bible. You play the keyboard. You are doing things. Serving the Lord. And then you're broke. You need wisdom. Some of you, you waste money too much. Oh, I'm taking you to my school already. You waste money too much. You send somebody on errand. The person brings back 3,000. You say, Take it. <laughs> Take it. And that person say, can I give? One woman said I should help her pay house rent where she left and then pay where she's moving into. And that I should help her with children's school fees. I said, come. How many children do you have? She said, five. Ah. I said, even me, that you need help. I don't have five children. God bless you. Have you. 
Some of you, you have spoiled people. And some of the people you are dying for, they are ingrates. Labor, 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 labor over them. What did you give me after all? Have your own case. She had no direction for her life. Genesis 21, 14. Three more minutes. She departed and wandered in the wilderness. It's Haggai we are dissecting today. She wandered in the wilderness. Some of you are wandering in the wilderness of marriage. Sit down, think. And bring meaning to your life. The last one that I want to talk about this Haggai. She passed on her negative habit to her child. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 21. And Sarah saw Ishmael mocking Isaac. The way she also treated Sarah. Her child started treating Sarah. So Abraham's mistake was mocking Abraham's miracle. Sarah said, no, I refuse this generational battle. I fought it, fought it, fought it. Now you want to pass it to my child? No way. Abraham didn't see it or Abraham pretended not to see it. No way. She stood up and said, cast out this bondwoman and her child. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be here with my son. Just the way she despised Sarah when she conceived her son also despised Isaac. He got that negative trait from Hagar. This is why every mother and mother-to-be must pray for her child and disinherit them from negative traits and patterns. God bless you. We believe this message you've just heard has empowered you for more life-transforming messages, information, prayers, and counseling. Please call plus 234-903-897-3447 or plus 234-815-329-0440 or send an email to contact us at themastersplace.org. Visit our website www.themastersplace.org. We invite you to worship with us in our Open Heaven services every Sunday, first service, 7 a.m., second service, 8.45 a.m., and third service, 10.15 a.m., and in our Fresh Fire service every Wednesday by 5 p.m. at the Master's Place International Church, Church Unusual, Synergy Center, 190 Jabarone, Ephraim, Wari, Delta State, Nigeria. You can be a part of our ever-growing social media community like us on facebook at the master's place follow us on twitter at master's place and on instagram at the master's place underscore ng welcome to a world of reformation